Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Mahler. How are we doing today, Andy? We're doing good, and it's mostly because Lucas Herbert sucks at golf. <laughs> Makes me nervous. You ever, you ever do that where you just like, ah, should I bet against, you know, uh, should I bet against this person in multiple ways? I mean, it's a little different. I know, you know, you do a lot of tennis and technically and usually the tennis players will only play one other tennis player at a time. But uh, sometimes in golf, they will match. Well, doubles. Doubles is a little different. But sometimes in, in golf, you'll get multiple matchups. And sometimes it works and sometimes it surely doesn't when you're against someone. But I could not get Lucas Herbert up off the mat. He was just dead last in like four out of the eight things I looked at. So I said, we're betting hard against him and he's in dead effing last. We got a <laughs> Troy Merritt over Lucas Herbert. Troy Merritt over Lucas Herbert was a uh, a matchup I played and that they've only played like 10 holes and we've got a six stroke lead that I just jinxed. But golf is fun. Got a bunch of bets this week. Did a shitload of pup cup last night. Which, again, we, we talked about this on the deep dive once. Uh, it's on underdog. There was a bunch of overlays, and we advertised for them, so we kind of tried to help out, say, hey, like, there's a bunch of overlay. You should get in. And then I'm like, well, I should just get in. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage of overlay in a guaranteed contest like this. So I said, I'll do a couple drafts. And I took the time because you don't want to sit there and draft that many times. But if you put in customized rankings – same way with like DraftKings and stuff. You can download their things and upload. So I downloaded their things and I moved the guys to where I thought they should be, uploaded them. I'm like, man, that took me like half hour to get it all sorted out how I wanted it. I'm not just going to do like five drafts. So I just clicked until I ran out of money. And so my entire uh, underdog bankroll is tied up in the pup cup right now. So I'm trying to figure out exactly how that works. And it looks like those six-person drafts, I need to be the best player out of them to advance to next week. And then that team gets to just be best balling it next week at the BMW. I can so, dig it. We'll keep you out. Keep you, and if I win any money, then I'm just going to do more NFL drafts because I do actually. Fun that's, that. a fun, that's a fun long game, too. And, boy, the people that get into that, they're deep. Like our, our friend CJ um, Kaltenbach. The lawyer, he he has, I mean, he has hot takes about everything because he's in fantasy, but one of his like got me thinking, who the fuck cares? But it was uh um it was John Wolford, uh the backup for the Rams. He said, This guy probably plays some in week 17. <laughs> Why? Why? But it's like a it's like a leverage play because that's the playoffs. That's where you need to have a unique lineup that scores points have healthy players, you know, because it's best ball. You're not doing any waiver wire stuff. So there's a bunch of leverage, you know, leverage week 17 kind of play stuff, which is super interesting and not something I have enough time or bandwidth to get into. It's a great model. It's kudos to those guys for figuring this out. I mean, the most fun of any fantasy season is the draft. It's arguably the best part and probably not even arguably. Uh, Almost everybody I would ask says, you know, the only thing – not as good as winning, obviously, but pretty much the best part is the draft. So you get to go in, you do as many drafts as you want, and that's it. You just leave it. Yeah, you, you just sit pants there. off. 
They pick your best lineup for you every week. There's no waiver wire ads. You just tuck it away. You don't have to do any of that crap where it's, oh, I got to watch all the injuries all week to see who's hurt and I get screwed because somebody drops out Sunday morning. So what? They adjust it for you. Oh, I got to go in and make sure I get my waiver wire claims in. Oh, well, somebody screwed me out of the player. I went, doesn't matter. doesn't happen. It's great. You just go in and hammer through drafts. It's beautiful. I can't believe I didn't think of it. Yeah, I do like that quite a bit. I'll be doing more football drafts over the next couple weeks here for sure, especially if I end up winning the 20K. If I win the 20K, I'm just going to take that money. I'm not going to put that all back in football. But um, Speaking of the golf tournament, the FedEx St. Jude Championship, um, most of my golf has started usually on Thursdays. I'll talk about a daily play, which I really screwed up. I played three <laughs> bets. And I talked about one yesterday, and it was the only one who hasn't started yet. The other two, I should have talked about those. Not only, you know, it would have been good yesterday, but they're both up by three strokes already. So they're doing well. So go Sam Burns. And again, suck it, Lucas Herbert. Just continue, <laughs> continue to be bad at golf. He was, I mean, he's a fringe top 120 guy. So I need him to keep playing bad. Speaking of fringe, and these guys are really close in the odds and where the books have them. I do not have them that close. And anyone who watches how I bet knows I do bet a lot of Brendan Steele, maybe more than I should, but Brendan Steele form. Okay. Fit high level. And then something I really, really put an emphasis on here amongst other things. I'm not going to go through every damn stat I went through, but greens and regulation percentage. And that is just like anyone who maybe doesn't understand that stat, because we got time, it's Friday pretty much. Um, if it's a par four, it's putting the ball on the green with your second shot. If it's a par five, it's putting the green on on your third shot. It's basically, does your ball land on the green to give you a birdie putt? Same thing with a, a par three. Does your tee shot land on the green? That's all it is. Green's in regulation. So it's a big part of how, you know, players end up scoring. And you see it at some courses. It's super high because they have huge greens. And it's not as predictive because, hey, you hit that green that's the size of Texas or over in Scotland where the greens are actually double greens. You're closer to the other pin. Like you're, you have a 120-yard uh, putt. It's nothing to brag about. But very small greens here. If you are hitting these, that means likely you're hitting the fairways. And he just crushes that brendan Steele has a much higher rate of that and brian Harmon very 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 low in that ranking and amongst some other things i used this week brendan Steele was a slight dog at bookmaker when i bet this didn't check it this morning also i didn't even put odds on it because apparently i just forgot but i bet this at a slight dog price and in golf honestly minus 110 is a dog price sometimes so i will double check this i did bet it at uh plus one um, plus 105, plus 103, something like that. Harmon's taking even more money. I don't understand this. If that if that's the case, the market's dumb, I guess. And I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with the market. So you can get this at a better price than even I did. Over at Bookmaker, plus 107 right now. Brandon Steele, Brian Harmon. That's it. Every other bet I've made has started outside of, let's see, you want, you want my outrights? Zalatoris, Sungjae, and Shane Lowry. Only outrights I've played, they're all in 36th place because none of them have hit a, hit a golf ball yet today. They all tee off this afternoon. Uh, yeah. This one is a 1.22 p.m. tee time. 
And uh, guessing that's you think Memphis is Eastern time? It's close. I was distracted. I was looking through the chat to see. I mean, usually when you say something like the market's moved against me, AD or our friend, the food snob frog pops up and says that they're on the other side. So that's interesting. Yeah, Either they're, they're asleep or watching golf, I guess. But let's see. Memphis, I think Memphis, you're right, might be on the Central. Map. It is Central. So okay. the, the times that the PGA provides, which I scrape, um, are always local. So this doesn't start till 122 Central. You have a lot of time if you want to play this. I like it. I know Toronto is Eastern. Actually, I don't know. Concord, too. <laughs> These are all going to be Eastern times for anything we're talking about here. So, uh, again, retirements. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't want to sound like Kelly. I'm not sure I've been on the right side of retirement luck uh, at all. <laughs> I did play some uh, Zhang, our girl, who was really cooking. That was a good look. I did play some plus one and a half sets. And... At Bovada, they cash it. <laughs> if uh, if they win the, the results are already done. Yeah, the risk, which is probably the right way to do things. Um, like you should lose a minus one and a half if your player loses the first set and then someone retires. Like I'm fine with that too. Uh, turnarounds, fair play. But yes, I did win a little bit. But man, I had like a plus two eighty five on Zang. That would have been awful cool. So always know your retirement rules. Um, I guess I should have bet that somewhere else. I did get a little money out of it. Uh, more ladies tennis up in uh, Canada today? Yeah, the rules are always tough. Um, some books, I think probably less than half, uh, probably made that same decision on plus one and a half sets. So kudos to anybody that grabbed that. Generally, if something has concluded, a book will pay it out almost just to get you the more money in your account so you can flip it around more quickly, I yeah. assume is the logic there. If you bet the money line at Bet Online, FanDuel, maybe a couple other spots, you probably actually cash that and everybody pushed on the spread. So a little bit of a bummer, but you know, tennis was kind of funny yesterday. It was nice that Tennis Explorer gave us some answers, Andy. Oh my God, you'll never win a more hilarious parlay in your life. I don't know. We should talk about that. The, it was just bad front end stuff going on where their, their display was wrong and they put the wrong names on the wrong, like, so they were results. Yesterday's results ago. on today's matches. Yeah. And they, they put the names from future matches on old results. And Alex made a hilarious parlay like, well, I'm just going to bet these exact. Uh, set results on these four matches and parlay it at, at like 140 to one. And of course, like one of them was a five to one underdog result for that uh, underdog to win 2-0. It was, again, you won like three grand off 20 bucks. You'll never win a funnier parlay. It, it's, it's right up there with, for me, my funniest parlay for sure is Moses Brown. Mm. <laughs> I still, I still to that day, like I couldn't even told you what team he played for, but man, the NBA chat was pumping him up, and I found some some big numbers on like him to have what was it two blocks and four assists and like sixteen points, and I'm like, yeah, we're Moses Brown fans tonight. And then I forgot about it until somebody in the chat's like, oh, he's he's doing it. I love love a hilarious parlay catching. Yeah, it's just blind luck. It was one of the things I saw and. I'm sure they'll never hit another parlay like this again. I know people hate big parlay content, but now I get why they do it. It's kind of fun to talk about when you win. But yeah, it was Yannick Sinner 2-1, which was plus 300. Jack Draper 2-0, which was plus 500. The easy one was Casper Ruud 2-0 at minus 115. And then Marin Cilic 2-0 at plus 235. I mean, you just got to ride the karma, right, Andy? 
You ride. You gotta ride the wave. Ride the like. Uh, ride the carousel. I just assumed it was going to be some nice account protection. Like, oh, he's donk parlaying stuff. Like, whatever. He's That's dumb. This guy's dumb. Nah, now you have to play fucking roulette today. So well, I went back and tried to give some back in slots, Andy. And ran about $100 through slots and made 20 bucks. <laughs> That's how life goes sometimes. That's just, the way that know, the world go goes around. Tickets. Yeah. Get some scratchers. Um. More serious. Oh, you, do have, you do have one in Concord. All right, so Toronto and Concord today yes getting on to more serious things and yes people blind luck is fun That's very serious one of the things i know a lot of people that do betting professionally i don't know if i will ever get to the level simply just because i can't give up doing stuff like that for fun it seems like anybody who reaches that level where they are doing this professionally somebody like spanky or rufus they don't seem to have that element of random joy betting so don't do it unless it's for small amounts i was happy lighting the 20 bucks on fire but it's always i like joy out. But we do have some real tennis picks. I actually looked real hard to try to find these. It's been kind of a tough week. We'll see if we can shake it out. Hopefully our outright here, Jesse Pagula, continues to win because I'm going back to better again here. I think she continues to be underpriced here. She goes against Camilla Georgie, who admittedly I've had a little trouble fading the last couple of weeks. But um, as I look at this matchup, it really is just a strong play on Pagula, who I think is the much better player, the much more consistent player. And what Georgie's able to do in terms of redlining, hitting strong shots is not really going to bother Pagula. She has the ability to kind of redirect those, to move around a little bit. Her fitness and her movement aren't necessarily elite, but she can handle that stuff. And I think she should be a much bigger favorite. I had this out close to like minus 175. So anything minus 140, minus 145 or better looks good to me. If you want to lay the games, that's fine. But I'm just, the game spread honestly looked about right to me. I think this is, has a chance to almost be kind of an ATP match where we're looking at like a seven, six, seven, five kind of situation, but like Pugula to come out the victor. And then we're going back to the Wells, Zhang Quinn Yen, our other outright that is still alive is an underdog. And this has taken some money. I'm going to draw the line here right at 140. I think you can still get 140 everywhere. Plays against Bianca Andreescu. Love Andreescu. I mean, she's a super talented player. Generally responds well to the home crowd in Canada, but Zhang is someone I'm going to keep betting. I just the numbers look really great on her. Her performances continue to be better and better. Was super pumped despite the fact that you know her opponent retired in that last match. She was going to win it anyway, run it away. It didn't matter at that point. So I'm just going to keep following her on this arc and have this match. Not quite a pick on Andreescu is still a favorite to me, but closer to the minus 110, minus 115 range. You know, not where we're seeing Andreescu now, closer to minus 170. So saying anything plus 140 or better, and they give me a first set over. I think this match is going to be just a battle. Um, and they were hanging a cheap nine and a half here. It was less than standard juice. Happy to do that. I made this number 10. So, um, you know, get that extra half game, which is huge. As long as we can get six, four or better. And don't mind maybe an alt over there as well. If you've got a book that is 10 and a half or something like that, just hard to find. In Concord, uh, talked about this one yesterday. You might have this already. Volnitz, uh, it was minus 115 yesterday. It's kind of moved back to minus 105. So if you didn't bet it already, go ahead and jump in. You'll get a little better number than us. But Again, still like her, minus 115, minus 120, even if it moves. Just Harmony Tan getting too much love coming out of grass season like I talked about yesterday. So, handful of stuff. All this should be today. Everything today. Volley Nets. I know that's not how you say your name, but I love it because it's like, and it's tennis terms. It's like our, our guy, our problematic guy, Tennis Sandgren, who is, God, he just needs to not have Twitter. Because he was, it was a, it's been a fun ride, buddy. But 
<sighs> I Off digress. Into the sunset, if you will. I digress, and we start talking a little NFL preseason. Speaking of fun um, betting, with serious betting. And there has been some movement in these markets mm-hmm. as the Patriots game tonight. So both of them around 8, 8.30 Eastern tonight, or unless these are Eastern times. I was just assume everyone loves Central time. So these are Eastern. So they will start at 6 and 6.30 for moi. But uh, Giants took a little steam today. They announced they will play some starters. Uh, It does not matter if it's a bad team. When you play your starters against another team who is definitely playing backups, you usually do okay. So the Giants minus two and a half. Getting bet up a little. There's some threes out there. The first end, as the case is in the preseason, every once in a while you'll even see it where the first half is the same line as the full game. Right now, the Giants' first half is yes. minus three. There are books that have minus three for the first half and minus two and a half for the game. Minus three is more they, expensive. Yes, it's wild what you'll see in the preseason with these. Because, again, the Patriots are going backups. The Giants are going starters, but mostly for the first half. So you do pay a pretty big premium to bet that first half minus three. I tickled a little two and a half because I had a cheap number somewhere, and I needed a little action tonight. It is football season. We're uh, enjoying some preseason. If nothing else, just be scouting out some players and some depth. And then also at the same time, eventually Titans-Ravens in the weirdest of streaks. The Ravens have won 20 consecutive preseason games that is over five seasons yeah i'm trying to that's (laughs) ludicrous like like it's just ludicrous how well they are uh how well they've done in the preseason here this is another case too where i think they're just getting a little extra love because of that don't mind the underdog here but less news about starters in this one kind of waiting on some news on that if i'm gonna dive into that market total is a little lower on the ravens game and might do some player prop stuff the thing is too i brought this up the other day now that there's a million of these things and we talked underdog early in the show these pick them games or these you know dfs pick them things prize picks underdog vivid picks there's a couple other ones like it's the same thing we talk about with betting there's there's this you know element to shopping especially in smaller markets and if you can get some if you can get some guys you like in these especially in the preseason player prop stuff go shop around at underdog price picks vivid go go look for you know there's going to be spots where it's like man he's lower at this one or higher at this one like you're gonna find differences in the markets especially in the preseason so i'm gonna poke around in the old uh you know the player prop dfs stuff tonight for sure yeah, I'm wondering. I'm kind of with Patrick here. I don't think you can go against the Ravens, but this concept that the Giants starters are much better than the Patriots backups, is that does that hold water with you? Because we again I'm way behind on season prep, but New England is generally very deep. The Giants are kind of a little top heavy. I mean, what are the odds that the, the Patriots backups might just be fine letting Daniel Jones throw interceptions? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of lack of depth, maybe at the linebacker spot. They they defense isn't looking like it's going to be as good as last year. It's one of those things we talked about in the preview. We said like, hey, this defense might not be good until like week 10 when they always just seem to figure it out no matter who's on the roster. So 
not super high on the on the Patriots this year as a whole. So I, I do think uh, you'll probably see maybe not the Raiders game where it's just like, oh my God, the Raiders are just trucking this Jags backups right now with their players. So it'll uh it may be a little more competitive, but there's a decent case to be made for the Giants to to play well against some backups. Again and again with backups, there's a lot of lack of continuity to got a lot of guys who just haven't played together. You know, we're still early in the camp preseason cycle where they haven't had a ton of reps at practice yet either. So take it with a grain of salt. And if you really want to bet these preseason games, that's all I have. Yeah, it's tough to go against the coach motivation angle. I'm trying to make a case for the underdogs, but it does seem like Harbaugh is just going to do everything he can to win these stupid games. And Belichick, we know, doesn't care about the preseason anyway. So can't can't say a donk favorites parlay is a bad idea. I don't mind a donk favorite parlay. Speaking of donkey betting, I don't like the talk yesterday in some of the chats and then the talk today. Like, I bet the over last year in the Field of Dreams game, and I just cheered for like, I, I think I just bet the over because I wanted to see balls hit into the corn. <laughs> it reminds me, of like, that reminds me of what a pain in the ass playing in small town softball leagues where, like, hitting a home run was a oh shit beanfield. Like now you got to go find that ball. Balls aren't cheap for softball, and especially the good ones. So, and yes, yeah, so you can see bet the over. It's fun, but not only that, there is some, there is some decent, uh, I don't know, park factors for this, like uh, the wind. Uh, Does the corn affect the velocity? I, I don't think the corn is going to f- affect the velocity. The wind is actually going to be blowing in a little, but it's mm. still going to be light, and it's not a big field. It was, uh, I think there were 17 runs last year. Don't expect it to be that bad, but I am going to bet the over a little. Um, some of these tweets about this one, the the line of sight and the batter's eye is pretty good because there's just nothing in the outfield. Like you can see the ball coming off the pitcher's hand pretty easily. And it is a little warm and uh, humidity, heat, humidity, barometric pressure. Things are kind of leaning towards the over. So again, not a big bet, obviously, because it's baseball and I don't want to bet much of anything on baseball, but over nine, you can still find it cheap over nine. Hunt around. It was eight and a half yesterday. I mean, it was spendy eight and a half, but you can still find a nine if you go look. So over for me, just because it's the Field of Dream game, so I'm going to watch it. And boy, fuck, my kids were so confused about this last year. She's like, "Why? What is going on?" My yeah, daughter was doing? like, "Why are Why are they like walking through a cornfield?" I'm like, man, I There's don't. A movie I have to show you. That's yeah, long it's and like, kind of I don't. Boring. I don't think I can actually explain this if you don't watch the movie. Like ghosts and a magic baseball field and a failing farm. An old man who's a dentist in the white brain. A, a bad a town. Honestly, a bad backwards town with a bad kidnapping. Um, yeah. Kidnapping James Old Jones. A part and it, a part of it's in Minnesota. Moonlight Graham. Old Doc Graham. So I, I well, yeah. And the thing is, Patrick says I assume they'll juice the balls like last year. No one came out and said it, but like, if you're gonna have a standalone game like that, you don't want dead balls, do you? And There's it's ever not a like time for an over. Yeah, and it's it's Drew Smiley and Lindo, Lindolo. Like, 
this isn't exactly, you know, DeGrom, peak DeGrom pitching. So I'm fine with an over nine here. So I will cheer for runs tonight, and I will cheer for you guys. I will cheer for you guys to leave me some thumbs up in the YouTube chat. Leave me a comment if you have a bet. This uh, I know some people in the Deep Dive Discord, somebody said they had nine preseason bets this week already. So if you have some... Uh, if you any yes, it's the Cubs Reds. They didn't plan this out really well with having good teams. The, these two teams aren't good, but if you have some preseason bets, drop them in the YouTube comments chat below this video and have a super good Thursday, man.